Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. I was just thinking about why the church isn't being the church. Um, so, <laughs> and when we're talking, of course, in this series, old school, and, and you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, how we used to do it in church is the way we're supposed to do it. What I'm saying is that maybe we've lost that fire and that power, you know, not just the, the particular things that, you know, maybe churches used to have, but that maybe the church has lost maybe its passion Maybe it's zeal, maybe it's striving for righteousness or holiness that we're supposed to. Uh, I don't know, but I just feel like there's just something that needs to be said, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, and thinking about this, like if I can, just say, like new school in that new way of thought says, do what makes you happy. No old school, if you will, the way that it's supposed to be is, do what makes him happy. I feel like we've, we've maybe lost that call for, for holiness, that call for righteousness. that's supposed to be shouted, right, from the church. And not only that, and because I'm not going to just talk about the church today, I'm going to talk about us as God's people and how we're called. So don't be like, oh, yeah, the church can do that. Because I'm going to say, you are. You are the church. In Jeremiah 3, starting in verse 12, it says, go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return, backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Doesn't mean he's not angry. Just saying he won't remain angry forever. But verse 13, it says, only acknowledge your iniquity. That you have transgressed against the Lord your God and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. Not just a couple, every one apparently. You're just throwing, right? Pearls before swine. You're just throwing the things that God has created you for, throwing the things that he's given you, the gifts that he's given you before all this stuff, but not God. And you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you, I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And... I share this 
scripture, first of all. Um, you know, maybe I, it's, I, I'm speaking to myself too, okay? So I'm not just speaking to you. I'm not just speaking to other churches or other Christians out there. I'm speaking to myself. And I, I feel like we need this wake-up call from God that says, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing with the gifts that I've given you, what those, those things that I've created you for? Throwing those things to, to all these other idols. These other things that, that you're lusting after or that you, you know, are clamoring for and not bringing them to me. I feel like we need that wake-up call. But I want to talk about Jeremiah because I feel like this is also kind of the problem. And this scripture is spoken to me so much because I feel like I, I can, can kind of relate to him. But I feel like today, we all probably can relate to it because we're all making excuses about, about why it should be somebody else or why it shouldn't be us. But I want to talk about how God has called us, has called you, has called me to speak about who he is. Because we want the world to change, but we just want somebody else to change it, Right? But you have this moment, God is coming to, to Jeremiah and, he, and he's calling him and he's saying, listen, I want you. And he's given all, you know, Jeremiah's like, I just, but I'm too young. I just can't do it. And, and maybe there's something else for you. It's like, maybe I'm too old. I mean, I can't believe any of you older generations would say that, but maybe, I don't know. Or maybe I, I, I don't have the strength, or I, I don't know what to do, I don't have the knowledge, I feel like I'm not smart enough. I don't know. There's it just millions of excuses we make, right? Just pick that excuse that you told yourself yesterday. It's because we tend to think about and, and try to hold on to some kind of strength of ourself, that, that somehow it's us that is holding on and not God that's holding on to us, right? And we get that totally backward. It doesn't matter how hard I can hold on because I was never the one holding myself up. I was never the one that had the strength to get to this point anyways, it was him. And we've forgotten who's holding us up. Jeremiah 1, 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, this is Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. But then I said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. So you have God coming to him in this moment and speaking to him, saying, I have 
called you. I have purposed you. I've ordained you. I've commissioned you. I have created you for this. He says, but I just don't think I can do it. I love it. God's like, I know you can do it. And he's like, but I don't think I can. God is speaking. Hmm. God is speaking to you. And that excuse you make, he has already spoken over you these things, right? I just, I read this and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've done. Like, and it's God that's called me. It's God that's spoken these things over you. He's told me that I could do these things. He's, it's God that's told you that you were created for a purpose. That he has good things for you and a plan and a purpose for your life. And you're like, but I just don't think I can do it. Like it's somebody that doesn't know you that's speaking those things to you. First of all, God knew him. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Listen, we think we know ourselves, right? I mean, we should know ourselves better than anybody else knows us. But God's not anybody else, right? But too many times we put him in that same place as that other person that doesn't really know you, that doesn't really know all the things that you've been through or done or what you do have or what you don't have, all those things. And we say, but God, you don't really know me. Really? Because he says, before you were even created, formed, growing in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew who you were were who you're gonna be, what was gonna happen, what you're gonna do, what I was called you to. I knew it all. God sanctified him. <clears throat> Secondly, in verse five it says, before you were, I love this. God's saying, you're telling me right now, you may be young, you know, you're this, you think you're this young whippersnapper, you know, I don't really have all this. But God says, before you were even born, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. And not only that, not only did I know who you are and who you were going to be and what I was going to give you and how I was going to bless you and what I was going to call you to, all those things, before that, I actually sanctified you. I didn't sanctify you halfway through your life. I didn't sanctify you. At some certain time after you were born, I sanctified you before you were even stepping foot on this earth. I sanctified you. This word sanctified means made or declared or believed to be holy. He's saying, before you were born, I made you to be holy. 
before you were born, I declared over you that you were going to be holy. And I believed it over your life. I believed in what I had called you to do and knew what I was going to create you to do. (coughs) Before you were born, I knew it. I made you that way. And I declared it over your life. I sanctified you. I set you apart. And then again in verse 5, it says, <laughs> Before I formed you in the womb, it was God. You know, it, it, Jeremiah, or, or we can, you know, say, Oh, yeah, you know, it was, you know, the coming together of my mother and father and, and, and those family lines that, that came together to create this awesome person that I am or whatever, you know, like, and, and, and that created me who I was. But, I mean, you can't really say that. You can in a natural sense. You were formed, you were created by your mom and dad coming together. I won't go into all that, okay, because there's some kids in here. But but who was the one that was knitting all those atoms and and those, those pieces of you together in your mother's womb, right? He doesn't say, God doesn't tell him. You know, before you were randomly put together in your mother's womb. You know, before all that stuff accidentally happened in your mother's womb. You're not an accident. He says, before I formed you. I think about that, and we say, God, but I, I just don't know. I, I, you know, I, I've done all this stuff, or I don't know if I have what I take it, what it takes. And, and, and I think about this, and God's saying, really? Because I was the one that put you together piece by piece that placed every little thing in you that you would need to do what I am calling you to do. I formed you. I created you. It's me. I was the one that did it. So many times we call what God created, what God formed, what He made, not good. I'm guilty myself. I won't have everybody raise their hands, but you all should probably raise your hands because we all do that. We've all done it before. But God, and I just feel God speaking to me and to us and saying, I created you. It's good. It has what it needs. You have what you need because I 
forms you? Are you saying that what I made is not good or doesn't have what it takes? Because I know what I made. I know what I made. And he ordained him. He says, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I, I just, he, he says, I formed you. I knew you. I called you. I sanctified you. All these things. He says, and I've, I've ordained you. I've invested in you. I've appointed you. This isn't something that, that is just on a whim. God said, yeah, maybe you can do this. Just try it out. He says, no, I've ordained you. I've called you to this. I've created you for this. I've invested everything that I am in you for this. And I have appointed you for it. See, this is why Jeremiah was born. It's why he was formed, why God created him. He wanted him to be a prophet to the nations. And God is saying, how could you make an excuse when I'm calling you to step out, when I'm calling you? Because I've created you for a purpose. I've created you for this. I just love, I love that God spoke all of this before he even was able to complain about it or to say, no, I'm not good enough. And I just, I think I hear that. You know, sometimes we feel like maybe we catch God off guard with what we can say, you know? Or how we question ourselves, like that maybe he doesn't know. But I love that God spoke these things. He knew what Jeremiah was going to say, and he spoke these things into what he was feeling before he even said it. It was almost like what he was saying and when he said it was all for a purpose, right? Because it says, before you were formed in your mother's womb. He said, I'm even going to say this before you can even say anything contradictory to what I'm going to say. See, I'm always before. You can't catch me off guard. You're not going to catch me sleeping. I've spoken it over you before you were born, before you were formed. And I can answer your question even before you ask it. So he spoke to him before he could even question how it was even possible. And then in Jeremiah 1, 7, it says, but the Lord said to me, so he just had this one little question. He's like, but how can I do this? Because I'm a youth. I'm young. How can I do this? And put in your, you know, question to God. Like why you're 
saying you can't do it. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth. Do not say I don't have what it takes. Do not say I didn't grow up in the right place. Don't say I don't have the strength. Don't say I'm too old or I'm too young or or whatever else you can say. Don't say that. Why? For you shall go to all to whom I send you. The emphasis here is on that God is the one sending. You're not sending yourself. You're not going out there on your own. That he is sending you. He says, you're going to go. But you're not going to go on your own. You're not going to go on your own strength, on your own understanding. But you're going to go, not even to the place that you want to, but you're going to go to the place that I am sending you. I am sending you to a people. I have called you to a purpose. I am placing you where I'm placing you. How could you not trust that I will take care of you in it? And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Not whatever you want to speak, you'll speak. Whatever I command you. Again, the emphasis is on God is the one commanding you to speak. He's the one that's going to give you the words to say. He's going to give you the understanding and knowledge to do what it is that he's called you to do. But God, I'm just not eloquent enough. I will raise my hand. I'm not. I will admit it. You want something easy to understand? Come ask me. Because I'll tell you, in the most simple and easy way, I won't make it difficult. I don't know how. I can't say all the big words. But God says, I don't need your big words. Because I'm a big God. And I will give you everything that you need to say. Don't question that I've called you to this. Verse 8. Do not be afraid of their faces. I love this. I don't know exactly what God's trying to get at. But, you know, maybe they've got mean faces, you know. Maybe he just knows that so many times it's hard for us to look people in the face and speak the truth to them, you know. God's like, hey, I want you to speak this to this person. And we're like, they're standing over here. We're like, so God wants me to tell you something. Uh... And they're like, I'm over here. And you're like, yeah, I know. So you can hear me, right? Because we don't want to look them in the face. It says, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of where I'm sending you to. Why? For I am with you. To deliver you, says the Lord. If he's called you, sanctified you, formed you, spoken this over, appointed you, called you holy, then when you go out and do what he's asked you to do, I mean, still, 
still we think, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be alone. And he's like, you're not alone. Even if you don't have somebody physical with you, another person, I am always with you. And I have called you to this and I will be with you. He says, I am with you to deliver you. No matter what you come to. Uh, He's not saying it won't be hard, you won't go through hardship, any of that kind of stuff. But he's saying, I will deliver you. I don't know how that, that all works out. I can't lay out a plan to say exactly how it's going to go, but I can tell you that he will deliver you. I can tell you that he is with you. Because he's called you to that place, he's not going to send you there and not go with you. So let me bring it to 1 Peter chapter 2. You're like, oh, that's great. That was Jeremiah. That's awesome. 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation. But who is that? You. You. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you might proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. He has called us out of darkness and into this marvelous light. Why? Not so we can sit on our butt and do nothing. Not so we can say, but I'm not good enough. Or whatever excuse we're going to claim, you know. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. He has done something in us. I I love this because I take that that scripture in Jeremiah and it's like he did all this stuff before we were even formed in our mother's womb and he knew us and he he formed us and he ordained us. He, he, He called us into his purpose before we were even formed in our mother's womb. And then we screwed up, right? Because we were born. I mean, can we go back to before when I could screw all this up, right? Because it's a sinful world. We're we're fleshly, and we messed up. But the great thing is, right, he brought us out. He called us out. I love that. He called us out. He yelled out for us. And said, hey, you're not supposed to be living in that darkness, in that sin that you're living in, in that mess, or in your own way. You're not supposed to be doing it for yourself. You're supposed to live in this marvelous light that I've created you for. To be a part of this royal priesthood, holy and set apart. 
That is how I've created you. So we could even mess it up. We did. But he still, even after we messed it up, called us out of that into his glorious light that we can do what he's called us to do. We stand with me. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.